0: Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues. From dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out, Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. So this week we had a question come in on the Avia Partners LinkedIn page. And the question was, how do you lead a high-value employee well?
1: I think there's a couple things you have to think about before you even start. When you say high potential, what what does that mean and how did you recognize it? Did they do a, one project really well? Have they done multiple things really well? They have a great track record over time. And each of those could take you down, down a different route. Once you recognize it, then you have to say, are they high potential for what? For a new project, for advancement in a career, a new leader. Oh my gosh, I think they could be the next king of the world. (laughs) And (laughs) queen of the world. And and that path then changes what you have to do.
2: Where do they want to go? Right? Where do they want to go? Right. So it's all of that. And, right? What do they want to do? It is kind of. You know, if we promote them and get them excited about one area, but it's not what they love, it's not something that brings passion to them, we're headed in the wrong direction. So you got to add that into the mix.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then the path that I typically look at is really, I know both of us call this the same thing, is level up coaching. I want to move them up either in skill set or in role, or again, you can use that that phraseology in a number of ways. And then I push them. And I and I stretch them and I challenge them. Um, and it's weird because I can remember times when people would say, well, uh, would you let me fail? And the answer is yes, yeah. I would. Yeah. If, it, if it is low risk and low danger, and of course I'm not going to publicly allow someone to just colossally fail. But sometimes I am going to let them go down a tough path and learn a really valuable lesson, and and sometimes people think, "Wow, that's really mean," but the growth comes in that in that discomfort, in that pain.
2: It does. I mean, honestly, if you think about how most of us got to the places that we were at, we didn't get there because life was, you know, uh, rainbows and unicorns. Uh, we got there because we were trenching and and slogging through hell. And on the other side of that, you know, there was these great muscles that we built and great learning lessons. And I'd love to tell you that it's it's easy. It's not. It's hard and it's painful. And um, that's part of what makes someone resilient. It's part of what helps that person be ready for that next opportunity because so much of what's going to happen in the world is something that, you know, it's going to come at you and you have to be able to stand and work your way through that. And Scott, I will also tell you, um, we're working with a company right now that is actually um, trying to find their high potentials. And what I mean by that is, yeah, we can have a high potential because I have that really close relationship with someone, but there are oftentimes high potentials that we miss, right? Like those folks, you don't want them to get lost. And so we're doing an exercise. Uh, we call it nine box. Um, it's something that people can just look up on Google, but it is a process where it says, all right, what is the their current level of performance and what do we see as high potential and you can't just like arbitrarily say where what how do those two things come together you really have to have a formula that says for us what does high performance look like for us what does potential look like and kind of differentiate between low medium and high and then when you put those things together now you have kind of a criteria that you can use to say yes this person is not only are they doing really well in their current job they have high potential but you can also have someone that's kind of not doing great in their current job because it's not a good fit. And yet you can see that potential. So I don't want people to get lost in that mix. And I don't want it to just be because I like you or because I interact with you more. And I see that I want to make sure that we look at the entire staff and give them that opportunity for us to see them in a way where they can become more than they are today. And then I agree with you, Scott, it's a big part of, Finding a, a place where we can actually give them experiences that push them beyond their comfort zone and support them in that growth. Sometimes that is new jobs, new projects, and then marry that with the level of coaching on the other side, right? So that we have that both and that level of coaching can be their boss or it can be an outside source like us.
1: One of the things people get sometimes worried about is, well, I want to do it perfectly or I want to do it. I have to do it really, really formal. And you can do it formal. You can you can do but nine box really formal and collect data. That's if that works for you, please do it. It could be. I'm just. We're just going to have a real conversation and say where does Sally and Bob and Mary and Sue and Fred fit, and where do we need to level up their skill set? And I think the hardest part is really separating their job today from, from where could they be in the future yeah. and not allowing that to bleed over. Cause I might see them doing something in their job today. That's like, mm, I really wish they would do that a little bit better. That doesn't mean they don't have future potential. It just means, okay, there's one thing that, or two things that they could do better. But when I'm talking about nine box this level up, I'm really looking at what could be for this person. And If you think about it, it's strategic planning for them.
2: And that piece, right? No company is perfect. When you do strategic planning, what's our strengths, what's our weaknesses? That's that same thing with an individual. And so often it's like we expect them to be, they need to be perfect. That is so not fair. I mean, for instance, Scott, you are not perfect. I might be, but you are not. And so in that place, right? Yeah, but that piece is like, give them that, that grace of being a full human being and still say, let's go after it. And I have to tell you that when you give people that grace, they don't have to be perfect everywhere. And we see potential in you. That's a retention tool.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And it's really about dreaming about what could be and talking about roles that may not even exist inside your organization or any organization and stretching them to get there. My experience and Tammy I'd love to know yours is when I coach someone I typically see they believe they can only get to a certain point. My experience is they can usually get 40 to 50% beyond that. That they constrain themselves unintentionally.
2: You know, I do believe it's I I see people who come in and and maybe they have a lot of bravado But behind that bravado is oftentimes um, governors, self-limiting thought patterns. And one of the biggest gifts we can give people is to understand that they are so so much more capable than they really believe. And as we have them experience that, as we push them and have them try stuff that's kind of scary for them, they find out that those limiters are just self-limiting. They did that to themselves. And they start to be in that spot where they gain that confidence and they grow. And now it's not bravado. It's, it is I have self-worth. I have self-confidence in that spot. And that piece is not that I know it. It's that I have the capability of learning it, of getting from here to there and not telling myself I can't. I don't know how. They'll never let me. Whatever those words are and getting that out of the way. Many times we do that to ourselves. Right. Past history has told us. And then we start believing it instead of believing we are the masters of our own life and that we can decide with the amount of effort where we want to go, what we want to learn, what we want to take on. If 2020 didn't teach us that. Right. We still need to learn that lesson because 2020, everything got turned upside down and most of us had to find a way to get from here to there in a way that was brand new to us
1: also has to remind us that it's not about being perfect. It's about the progress along the way. Yeah. And a lot of times that's where I see people get a, a little bit um, stuck because they think, oh, I have to do this skill perfectly. No. I have to do, and it's no, what's one thing? Just change one small thing, evaluate how that works for you, and then change one other small thing, one other small thing.
2: Small incremental changes over time lead to becoming more in a way that is very obvious and very measurable. And so, not working worried about, you know, climbing the entire mountain. Let's just take the journey of one day and see where we land. Yeah. And I think
0: it's important to point out that as an employee, you shouldn't have to take that journey alone. So, whether you're taking it with the leadership in your company or an outside source like Avia Partners or Creative Solutions Group, you shouldn't have to take that journey completely alone. So, with that being said, that concludes our third episode of The Leadership Line. Thank you guys for coming back for our new episode, and as always, if you have any topics you would like us to cover, please reach out to us at podcast@aviapartners.com at or podcast@ at Solutions GP.com, and we will gladly check those out.